Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what the goal is. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Glory to God. Welcome to today's Wednesday service. Can I just give God thanks? Thank Him for, for Sunday, for everything we learned on Sunday. Thank Him for His faithfulness, His awesomeness. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, blessed be your name. Faithful Father, ever true. You reign forever. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our salvation. We give you all the praise. With our hands lifted high, we say thank you. With our hands lifted high, we say thank you. Oh, blessed be your name. Oh, glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Unto you that answers prayers. Unto you shall all flesh gather. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Because every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. To the praise of God our Father. Father Gaza. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, blessed be your name. 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 Masiatinaga. Blessed be your name. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Oh, blessed be your name. Oh, blessed be your name, Anda Gasha Taika, Eruza, Iada Galiakosa, Eredelekia Susafrane, Elepro Gonosus. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lepra di Gezusa, Tiliet, Gastonaka, Eproakia, Ziata, Kalashto, Oregiana. Meko zufreki dikeriekede, Epruza, Inakia, Tilapra da Gastosu. Oh, thank you for your help. Oh, thank you. Because we can go through life knowing you are, you, are, you are by our side. You are for us. You are not against us. Oh, glory to God. Oh, you are for us higher. You are not against us. Kalabagashati. Barada Gadagasa. Mako Supregedidiosa. Masada Gadi Kiriosa. Because you are with us. We are strong. Aladabaga. We are able to face the world. Mandegea. And overcome and live us. Overcome us in all things. Maya. Because you are with us. In all these things. We are more than conquerors. Because you love us. Glory. Hallelujah. Because you have said in your word 
that you will not leave us nor forsake us so we can boldly say the lord is with us what can man do unto us glory the lord is with you what can man do unto you we can stand in your way higher we can stand in your what can stand in your way if god be for you and yes is for you who can be against you glory to god master thank you because you are on our side glory to god you are on our side glory to god you are on my side kaya you are on my side oh you are on my side you are for me you are not against me glory to god because i can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and lambano and lay hold of help in times of need glory to god i uh, glory because i always have your yes glory to god your yes always turn towards me glory to god Maladala Diosa, oh Lord, you are beautiful. Glory to God, Mataki Diosa, Malakaso Pregadiosa, Rako so Pregadiliakaza, Inama Suta, Inagiat, Glory to God, Ela Carodola Dosia, Ela Palidibidiosa, Masia da Gastosa, oh thank you, Lord. Oh, bless be your name, 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 bless be your name, bless, 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 bless be your name, Masati Caso Pregadiosa, oh, thank you, Lord. Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you are beautiful. Oh, let's you are beautiful, Lord. Your face is all I seek. And because your eyes are on this child your grace abounds to me your grace abounds to me oh thank you for your grace dear lord thank you for your love because this love is forever all oh, this love is forever our love story is forever it's for all eternity and through all times and ages. Thank you, Lord. We'll be exalted this morning, this evening. <laughs> Lord, as we go into your word, we have eloquence. You know, the word comes out with eloquence and utterance. As we receive your word this evening, we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we can know you better. So that we receive your truth with hearts ready, hearts prepared to receive and to, to obey in the name of Jesus. You will change Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Glory to God. So, I'm going to preach with tea. So, let's have it goes. Let's have it works. Doesn't work. I'll stop halfway. <laughs> Alright. Titus 2, 11 to 14 again. Titus 2, 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, has appeared to our salvation of people. Okay. Look at again, 11. For the grace of God has appeared. That's what salvation to all people. Okay? Teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly passions and to live self controlled and upright, self controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God. Okay? And Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. And to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Okay? So he says, verse 11, that God's grace has appeared to all men, you know, for, for, for salvation to all people. 
So is this grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness? Look at that. And to worldly passions, and to live self-controlled and upright and godliness in this present age. So we have to wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us. Look at that, to redeem us from all, from all, from all wickedness and to purify for Himself a people that is very own, eager to do what is good. So on Sunday, we started from this verse on Sunday. And we said that um, the believer is made righteous. We are holy and sanctified. The believer has been made righteous. Okay? We are holy and sanctified. Right? We said our righteousness that received in Christ Jesus our confidence in prayer. Our righteousness in Christ Jesus that received as a gift from Christ is our boldness and confidence in the place of prayer. Now, we stand before God to pray. We are not standing there confident because we have done well. Yes, we, we are people purified and now eager to do good works, right? But, but that is not what makes us stand before God confidently. We stand confident before God because we are now His righteousness, okay? We stand there because He has made us righteous. He has made us holy. So we stand there based on what He has done, not on what we are, we are doing or will do, okay? So our boldness in prayer, our confidence in prayer is based on what Christ has done for us, that He gave us the gift of righteousness, all right. So we said we are now righteous, so our prayers are powerful and effective. We said righteousness is not audio. We are made righteous so that we can also live righteous lives. Not just, not just audio, just, you know, it's not a doctrine, okay? It is, it's a reality. It is who we are. So we are righteous so that we can live righteously. Glory to Jesus. So we said we should not allow guilt to keep us from praying. If you have sinned, okay, repent and talk to God about it. Talk to your father. Talk to him about it, okay? And move on. Don't go back to the, to, to the sin, okay? But don't let sin keep you away from praying. We know, Hebrews 4, 6, that we should come boldly before the throne of grace. Look at that. To lambano mercy and, you know, lambano mercy and grace in times of need. So we should come before God boldly. No, not arrogantly. Bold, but boldly. Confident because he has made us worthy. All right? Says, and it says you come boldly in times of need. You know, people sometimes when they sin, they run from God. But, but that, that's the time of need. The time to run to God, not to run from God. It's the time they even draw to, draw to draw nearer in prayer and receive, you know, to, to lay all the mercy already yours and grace to help you and you get out of it. Glory to God. So we read also from Luke 18.1 that we are called to pray and not give up. Look at that. We are called to pray and not give up. We read Luke, Luke 18, 1, that men that Christ taught them, taught them a, a parable, Christ taught them a parable saying, you know, men are to pray and not faint. Then we said that Jesus commends the faith that contends. You've forgotten. I hope you've not. <laughs> Jesus commends the faith that contains. You want to read from Luke, want to read from Luke 18, 18, verse 1 to verse 8. Verse 8, Christ said that when he comes back, will he find such faith on the earth? What kind of faith? The faith that will keep knocking the door until the door is opened. So we said Jesus Christ commands the faith that contains. Some people give up too early. Once they knock once and they have no answer, they go back home. They stop knocking. Okay? What do you do? If you're a serious person and you, if you actually believe 
that what God said is true. You won't stop banging that door until the door breaks open for you. Glory to God. Okay? So just Christ commends the faith that contains. We also read from Mark 1, Mark 1, 35, Mark 1 35, that Christ got up early, you know, early in the early hours before before daybreak and went off to a solitary place and there he prayed. And we said we should make this an habit because you know the best times to pray. I want to, I want to call quiet times. When where you are less distracted, okay? Either late at night or early in the mornings when people have gone to bed, when there's no when, when you're not busy with other activities, you know, you're not you're not um, talking here, talking there, busy here, busy there, running errands, running there. So the best times to, to, to be alone with God are those quiet times. So we said it makes sense to to either try to get a short nap in the evening so you can so you can be sharp to pray at night. Or you sleep early, so you can wake up early, sharp, to to pray. Okay, that should make you should have a prayer structure. Don't freestyle your prayer life. So have fixed times. So in that way, you know you are bound by a routine. By it becomes for you an habit. Can you remember that? We said also that your goals are only as good as your habits. We said some people's dreams are valid, but their work rate is not valid. All right? So your work rate, your habit, your structure must match your dreams. Otherwise, it's just vibes. Okay? So make any, any goal you have in life, any, any goal you have in life, break those goals down into habits. Turn them into a routine. Okay? Turn your goals into a routine. Any, any skill you want to learn, turn that skill into a routine. Just find a structure and build around, so that, so build around, build around, you know, that structure. Okay, you see that over time, your goals come to, to pass, okay? Glory to God. And we said the believer is a house of prayer. That we don't need to go to Anorioke, you know. You know, in some schools, they have some universities. They have places where, where they pray. And they've, they've, begin, they've begun to, to make those places rit- rit- ritualized, you know, that when we go to this place, when we pray, God is there. Ah, when we pray, miracles happen. Hmm. That's the beginning of terrible error. All right? That's the beginning of error. You are the house of prayer. Anywhere you are, God is there. His spirit lives in you. There's nothing more sacred than the spirit of God in the believer. Let me take it again. There's nothing more sacred than the spirit of God in the believer. There's no ground more sacred than the spirit of God in the believer. What makes church church is not, is, is not the cross that is in the church or the, or the, the churchy designs or the pew and, or the altar or the pastor's seat. No, no. What makes church church is that believers that carry the Holy Ghost come together together. So we make the church church. Do you understand? It's not the building. It's not the altar. It's not the design. It's not, it's not the, the statues, the, 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 the cross. No, 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 no. It's because believers that carry God's spirit come together, we make the church building, the church building. Alright? Matthew 21, 13. Matthew 21, 13 says, um, My house shall be called, what? A house of prayer. Matthew 21, 13. And also, also says in 1 Corinthians 3, 16, that you are God's temple, you are God's house. Same thing also in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. That don't you know that you are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? Alright? So you are God's house. And if you are God's house, you are a house of prayer. Because his house is a house of prayer. You know, in, in, the, in, the, in the old sea, when they built the temple, Solomon prayed and, and told God, when people pray towards this temple, when they pray here or pray from their houses to this temple, hear their prayer. 
So the God's temple is meant to be a place of answered prayers. And it's not the place. It is now, then it was a place. Now it is the people. So wherever we are, we carry God's tabernacle of answered prayers. We are that tabernacle, that temple of answered prayers. Do you understand? So it means that wherever you go, you, 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 you ought to have your prayers answered. It is you, not the location. It is you, not the mountain. It is you, not the church building. You are a tabernacle of answered prayers. Glory to God. You know, um, Solomon and the rest, they, 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 they only add, you know, a type of what is to come. A shadow of what is to come. They add a shadow of what we have now. So to them, the temple was, you know, a place, a shadow of, what, of a common reality when the temple will become, you know, a people, a person. Glory to God. So we are the temple of God. Glory to God. Higher. We are now, you know, we are the temple of we, God. God resides in us. So we are, we are a people of answered prayers. You are now God's Oriokey. So it's not about any prayer portal. People say, I, I have sort of funny doctrines, okay? Prayer portal, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Yeah, people are beginning to wander back into the covenant. People begin to wander back. Look, 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 look for what's not missing. Look what's not missing. You know, try, try, try to do false deep, false clinical, clinical. And so doing, they, can, they start wandering back to what we have left behind. The believer is God's prayer portal. You are God's Oriokei. You are God's mountain. You know, this issue happened in John 4, as I said on Sunday, when the Samaritan was telling Christ that, you know, your people say, this mountain, let's worship God in Jerusalem. Us, we say it is here in Samaria. You know, which one is right? And Christ told her, a time is coming and has now come. When was? When true worshipers worship God in spirit and in truth. So it will no longer be about here or there. But true worshipers worship God in spirit and in truth. All right? Let's be careful of, of, of doctrine not founded on scripture. Alright. So get the sermon of last Sunday and listen over and over. So we go for that this morning. You know, don't forget our title. Help. My prayer life is shaking. Glory to God. So okay. Can I keep this up? All right. So before I go into this teaching, I feel led to tell someone this. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Tiny seeds become huge trees and mighty harvest of fruits. Tiny seeds become what? Huge trees and mighty harvest of fruits. This is how God's kingdom operates. This is how God's kingdom operates. That tiny seeds become huge trees and mighty harvest of fruits. Okay? So read Matthew 13. Matthew 13 from 31-32. Matthew 13 from 31-32. So he told them another parable. He said, It came of heaven like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it becomes largest of gardens, largest of garden plants, and becomes a tree, so that all the, so that the best come and perch in its branches. Take it again. Matthew 13, 32. Tell them another parable. They say, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. 
take me to talk fast. <laughs> Though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it becomes the largest, largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. So you see, God's kingdom, this is how God's kingdom works. That a small seed, a mustard seed, okay, can become a huge tree when it grows, okay, so that birds can come and perch in its branches. So that thing you call small, it will grow. Today, it might look tiny, like a mustard is super tiny, right? When you plant that seed and you water it and you nurture it, it will become, you know, the largest of garden plants. You see that? And it become a tree, okay, that people will come and, you know, derive benefits from. So this is important. Let me say this again. We are a large church, okay? We are blessed with resources. We when I want Kenya land, or you know that kind of stuff, I'm building universities. Don't despise these days. Don't despise us. Okay, you are part of something really big. Okay, some people come and like ah, they, they, some people just they want to come into something already big. That's awesome. You want to come where you know the sound is mad. You know this lighter. Oh, the building is fantastic, right? Okay, big things start small. Don't despise this, okay? You are part of something really, really big. Okay? This also applies to your talents and your career. Don't be small in your own eyes. Some people, they underrate their own things and hide someone else's things. As in, their own thing, their eyes are small. Ha! So be like, ah, I don't have talent to, I don't have skill. But have you seen this person? Ah, she did sing. I'm like, dude, have you, have, you, have you ever heard yourself before? Have you heard yourself singing before? You can, and people are like that, not just, not just in singing, in many other things. You're like, can you see what God has put in you? You see that? Many of people underrate their talents. They hype other people's skills and talents, but God has put in you your own seeds. Don't stay small in your eyes. Don't despise your seed. See, grasshoppers don't eat grapes. Grasshoppers. Don't eat grapes. Don't, don't be small. Don't be grasshopper. All right? Don't look down at things that God has placed in your hands. Okay? Don't, don't, don't look at your talent as, as your talent is small. See, God is faithful. God gives everybody what he needs for the next level. Everyone has enough talent for the next level. Everyone has enough resources for the next level. That's where God works. That everybody has something to work with. Hear about the parable of the, of the talents? Where the one that was given that was given one thousand one thousand denarii said it's so small, I went to bury it. That's how people behave. That my own is so small, they go and bury it. Of which, if you had sown that one thousand, and you know, you, and you used to, used to get results, it would have had more, and must have blessed him even more with, with more talent to get more things done. But because he thought it was so small, he went to very saying, master is unfair. That's that's, that's his point. That the master is unfair, and he buried. So that some some people look at God and say, God, you are so unfair. You give this person so and so and so talent. You gave me only this tiny talent. God, you're unfair. God is like, you're unfaithful and, you know, wicked. Okay. So, don't bury your talent. It says to him that has, what will happen? More will be given. And to him that does not have. Look at this. What he has taken away. To him that does not have. What he has. What? Meaning that he has something. Otherwise, what are you taking? So, it looks to him as though he does not have. What does, what does God do? Not that he has. Bring it. 
Glory to God. So, on your talents, don't, don't, don't be small in your own eyes. Apply yourself to work. Work on your skills. Work on your talents. Work on the things that God has put in your hands. Apply yourself to work. Allow it. Be bold about things in your hands. Don't be small in your own eyes. Don't despise days of small beginnings. Don't despise TGC. Okay? You are part of something really big. All right. So back to prayer. John 15, 1 to 8. John 15, 1 to 8. John 15, 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit is prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You see, God wants fruitfulness. This verse 3, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Verse 4, remain in me as I also remain in you. I will say, abide in me. Right? No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain or abide in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me or abide in me. That's why. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6. If you not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and with us. So such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Verse 7. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and what it will be done for you. Verse 8. This is my Father's glory, that you bear fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. So he says, you show yourselves to be my disciples by bearing fruit. Do you see that? You show yourself to be my disciples by bearing fruits. He says, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. So, we are not called to do life alone. We are not called to do life alone. We are meant to leverage on our relationship with God and to do life with Him. We bear fruits to the extent of our relationship with God. We bear fruit to the extent of our, of our work with God. We bear fruit to the ex- extent of our relationship with God. So if we abide in him and, and, and we allow his words abide in us, we will ask whatever we wish and it will be done. We will yield more fruits. These fruits are answers to prayers. These fruits are what answers to prayers. Okay, So we, we enjoy you know, fruitfulness through our abiding, our relationship with God. Alright? So this is my question. How God-dependent are you? How God-dependent are you? How God-dependent are you? How God-dependent are you? Now think about this, okay? Think about everything you do. Your work, your academics, your relationships, your hobbies, okay? How God-dependent are you? 
when you make, make your, your decisions in life, okay, how many, how many of them come from a place of God dependentness? Your choices, your decisions, how much of it depends on your God consciousness? How God dependent are you? Are you only God dependent on Sunday mornings? Are there places in your life where you zone God out of? How God dependent are you? Glory to God. So there's a story of, of this businessman. His name is R.G. Loto Lotonio. R.G. I say R.G. before, but I need to do my research. It's R.G. R.G. Lotonio. L-E-T-O-U-R-N-E-A-U. All right? He's said to be one of the most, you know, perhaps most, in, most inspiring Christian inventors, Christian inventors, entrepreneur and businessman, what has ever seen. Okay? It was, it was a sixth grade dropout, but went on to become the leading, you know, manufacturer of air-moving machinery. Air-moving machinery. Okay? He had his plants in four continents. He had over 300, 300 patents to his name. Okay? And made major contributions to road, to road development and, you know, road, road construction with his heavy equipment. Like, if we ever change the world with his inventions. You know, he was also, he was known to give, to be one that super gives to God. No people give 10% tight, right? He, he gave, gave God 90% and lived on 10%. He gave God 90% and lived on 10%. That's what he learned in his life. He gave God 90% and lived on 10%. You know, and he will say that God is his business partner. He ran his business like God is his business partner. It was super God dependent. Look, I look at how his life, you know, how his life, how his life story is. He was a major inventor, one of, one of the biggest the world has ever seen. Look at that. He was God dependent, and he will say, you know, people call him a come on. It was just, it, it just a common man that was self educated, but rose to the top of the earth moving business. He had just one principle, okay, and he told everyone this: God runs my business. He will say it with a big smile from his friendly face that God runs my business. You see that? He was God dependent and he showed in his life and, and business. He started from nothing. Let school, you know, let school it, it drop out. I think at grade six. You see that? Yeah, at grade six. But he became one of the biggest inventors of the generation. And he will say proudly, God is his business partner. He always, always quote this verse, Manishman says, Manishman says, that says, Seek first kingdom of God, righteousness, and all this is added unto you. That was his driving, his driving, his driving um, philosophy. That God comes first, other things come next. That God, when, that when he seeks God, other things are added to him. Look at that. So how God dependent are you? People do as though, you know, as, as though, you know, church is church, work is work, Career is career. So they try to zone out God from, from those areas of their lives. You know, they try to do, ah, school has resumed though. They sent to the school to read my book. So church, day or day, let's face academics. Okay? When it's time to work also, work. Work is work. Church is church. No. The believer's life flows from his spirit to everything he does. We put God first and other things follow suit. Okay? So we must see, every, we must see our entire lives as God-dependent. Okay, let God run your life. Okay, God dependence. We bear fruit to the extent to which we abide, you know, in Christ. Our relationship with God determines how much fruit we 
we bear. Glory to God. You know this, this particular business plan also? It's said about him that he will sleep and he will see God showing him what to do next. God shows him, God shows him things to invent in his dream. Look at that. He wake up and, and sketch the machinery and his engineers will build it. He was so dependent on God that God will show him things to create. So God wants to, wants to show himself in everything the believer does. You know, when, when he first got born, when he got born again, he used, he used to think that the way to serve God is by being a pastor. So he went to serve his past, pastor. And the pastor was like, no, no, no. God, God, God also needs businessmen. God also needs businessmen. And that changed his life forever. You know, so he saw his business as God's calling for him. And he, 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 ex, he excelled there. He excelled there and funded kingdom work through his business. So the things God has put in your hands, okay, we must begin to see these things as kingdom service. Not just what you do in church alone, okay, but your secular endeavors, your opportunities, your education, your skill. Some of us are so brilliant that we just find it, find it so easy to pass exams. We just pass exams. And you think it's just you. No. God has given you grace, okay? You must not begin to apply that grace to kingdom service. You must begin to see, you know, how we can use our gifts and callings, okay, to achieve kingdom endeavors, okay? How can I, how can I support more of God's work with my talents and resources? Glory to God. So, our access to, access to God and being able to hear God should show in our results in our secular spheres of endeavor. Amen. So, how would it show in my academics that I know God and that God knows all things? How will it show in my relationship, my love life, that I am a child of God? I am led by the Spirit. How Will it show at work that I'm a child of God and I can hear God? How will my work with God show in my everyday life? This is still about prayer. All right? Glory to God. So we see this story in 2 Kings 6 from 8 to 12. 2 Kings 6 from 8 to 12. There were the prophets that would tell his king, you know, the plans of the enemy kings. The, and one is king ahead of time. So, so imagine your enemies are planning, you know, this is warfare. And let's say, you know, if you're fighting that country, that country is planning to come attack you. And before they get there, they meet you there because your prophet told you they are coming to stay there. Look at that. So by being able to hear God, they could plan ahead of time of their enemies. Second, second King 6, from 8 to 12. Now, the king of Syria was making war against Israel. Okay? I consider the servant saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. Look at that. So he told the servants and said, my camp will be in such and such a place. Verse 9. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, beware that you not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of the man of God has spoken about. You know? Yeah. Thus, look at that. So the king of Israel, you know, sent someone to the place which man of God has spoken about. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. This is the point. So the king, the prophet will tell, will tell the king of, king of Israel, you know, the plans of the king of Syria. God will tell the prophet, he will tell the king of Israel. So that one will just send people to come and confirm that it is true, and will find it true. He said it, it was not once, 
it was not twice. It was a regular thing. So it was, it was giving warfare advice by revelation. You see that? Therefore, the art of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? So he thought he had a traitor that was betraying his secrets, right? Verse 12. One of the servants said to him, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel what you speak even in your bedroom. Yeah. This Elisha, the prophet there, tells the king of Israel even the words you say in your bedroom. You see that? So, our being able to hear God should make us the smartest kids in the room. Should make you the smartest person in the meeting room, in that boardroom. Being able to hear God should make you the smartest person in your sphere of endeavor. Being able to hear God ought to show in everything we do. And this must be your heart desire. To hear God's voice. To have him lead you. To have him guide you through life. Not just for churchy things, but in all things. In all things. In all things. In what we live right now. You need to be able to hear God every time. To tell you, ah, this morning, don't pass there. Pass there. Why? Sass is there. Pass here. Yeah. So we need God even to go to the supermarket down the road. We need God for everything. They want to live right now, this wicked world, you need to hear God for everything. For everything. Okay? It should make us the smartest people in the room. Being able to hear God that sees all things and knows all things. Glory to God. So, being able to hear God should help us to untie the trickiest knots. To untie the trickiest knots. You know, to, 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 to be able to have clarity and understanding of all issues. Why? We have access to God's voice. Glory to God. Psalm 144 verse 1. Psalm 144 verse 1. Praise be to the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Look at that. It says, praise be to the Lord my God. It says, God trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. So God wants to train your hands for war, your fingers for battle. So what does this mean? Whatever you are called to do, God wants to train you. He wants, to, he wants to, to help you to succeed in your endeavors. So, how God-dependent are you? Have you placed your, your life in the hands of God? Or you are forming James Bond? You are forming know-it-all. You are forming smart. I, I can figure it out. Look at that. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Verse 1 to 6. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, so I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths. For his name's sake. Look at that. He guides me. He leads me. Okay? For his name's sake. Verse 4, even though I walk through darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? 
for you are with me. Glory to God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5. You pray it for me. You pray it before me, prayer of my enemies. Look at that. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell as a Lord forever. Do you see that? So the Lord is my shepherd. So I lack nothing. And this is God's will for you. That you allow him lead you through life. Okay? So you can, so you can live in that, in that place of peace and abundance. Why? The Lord is your shepherd. So even when he leads you and, 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 and the valley seems dark. Okay? Seems dark. Seems sloppy. You know, seems difficult. He says, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Look at that. So because he's leading me, even though it looks dark and bleak, I will fear nothing. Because why? I know who sent me. I know who I am. I know why I'm there. Because I'm sent there. And he just choose and say, I will do this. No. Because he leads me. So even when it is dark and looking, looking, looking not good, I know that we are passing through this. Because why? The Lord is with me. Look at that. So again, have you made God your shepherd or are you freestanding through life? Glory to God. Proverbs 4, 5, 6. Proverbs 4, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. He said in all your ways, in everything Acknowledge him. Be fully God-dependent. Don't say this is too small to talk to God about. Shut up. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In everything. It's why he lives in you. Do you understand? He lives in you. He's as close to you as your thoughts. He's worse as near to you as your thoughts. So, why zone him out of your life? Why tell him this is too small for you? No, that is why he lives in you to guide you, to show you things to come. That is why the Holy Ghost is in you. It's, it's why you know he's, he's, we say we now worship him, we pray in spirit and in truth. So that he's so close to you. There's no point. There's no common sense at all. No single common sense. No single brain in the matter of your life. He lives in you right now. He's as his words as close to you as your thoughts. So, in all your ways, acknowledge him in everything. In everything. In everything. Acknowledge him. In everything. Now, looking for a job, talk to him about it. Let him lead you. Let him guide your, let him, let him guide your search. You want to change career paths? Are you, you praying God about it? Or are you choosing with your own, with your own, with your own wisdom? Is why many are confused. They are trying to figure life out themselves. You'll be so confused. You know, even today's world leaders, even today's world leaders are confused. All of them, they are all confused. They don't know what they are doing. Why? The world is in chaos. They don't, they, all of them look stupid. They don't know what they are doing. Now, they have all the intel, they have all the, all the information, and they are still confused. You that you don't know, have any information, that you are just literally watching what you read online on Twitter, how will you not be confused if you do that on your own? Do you understand? The worst issue right now makes, makes, makes all, 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 all of them look stupid. All, the, all over the world, not all over the world, they all look stupid. Why? The world right now is in chaos. How much more you that you don't base your life on what you hear on social media, what you, what you read on online? 
you'll be, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be in guesswork all through, confused. What about you leaning on God? What about you, you know, come to the place of full dependency on your God, where you let God, your shepherd, to guard your path? Some, some, some people are skimming through life, skimming through life. If I do A and I do B, you know, if I now do you know, I will do this. See, when life shakes, you will shake down. Glory to God. What about you being fully dependent on God? That you make your choices by his direction, his leading. No power planning, I will travel out. I will locate, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Do you own your life? Do you know tomorrow? Did you make yourself? Did you call yourself? Did you build your, your life yourself? Why not ask the one that made you and sent you to planet Earth? Why not ask him, Lord, what am I doing here? Why am I in this country? God was sent to Canada. Why am I here? I don't ask him questions. Where you just say, hey, right now, I'm going to the UK. That's where my life is. Are you, are you praying about it? Did he tell you? It's just, ah, my neighbor, my neighbor has traveled. Though. Let, me, let me also travel. You will be in trouble. Never no, the cost. <laughs> Do you understand? In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If the Lord is your shepherd, today might look difficult, but see, you will come to that place of abundance. Right now, it might look tricky. It might look annoying. You know, it might look challenging. But if you have made the Lord your shepherd, it will end in praise. The psalmist said, since I was born, and now I'm old, I've not seen righteous forsaken, or his children begging for bread. Glory to God. John 5, 19 to 20. John 5, 19-20. to 20. Jesus gave this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. 20. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. And yes, he will show him even greater works than this, so that you will all be amazed. Look at that. Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, saying, while I am on this earth, I only do what the Father does. Without the Father, I do nothing. I can do nothing of myself. And that's how Jesus Christ got results on the earth, by doing only what the Father does. So all he did came from headquarters. Run his own plan, his own agenda. He says, I have not come to do my will, but the will of the Father who sent me. So, if Christ could only excel and succeed by doing the Father's will, who are you? What can you do on your own? If just Christ needs to lead on God, how much more do you need to lead on God? If Jesus, fully man, fully God, righteous in everything, Need to depend on God. Need to lean on God to do great things. How much more you? How much more you? You see that? So we need to cultivate God dependency. 
Cultivate God dependency. Cultivate God dependency. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Put those plans in your head. Put them before God. Let, let God tell you, this is me. This one is not me. You then it is when it is. So when you have those thoughts, those, those, those goals, those dreams, take them before the Father. Take them before the Father. Let him begin to help you sieve out what is his and what is yours. What will work and what won't work. This is vital in every area of life. You know how stupid people can be from believers? People can be so stupid. You want to marry. You don't pray about it. Ah! That's, that's like the, 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 most, the most stupid thing people do. And we do it a lot. We marry on, I love him. He loves me. Ah! Were you there when they gave it to him? Do you know his background? Do you know her background? What do you know about him? You know only so little. You know only what they show you. You know how to build your entire death, your life on, I love him. She loves me. That is how tears begin. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and you direct your path. How much more in vital things like marriage, and guess what? It starts with even choosing who you date. Because people, people say, eh, when you're in a proposal, I'll go and pray. Eh. You will not date for three years. You will now propose, you now go and pray, they pray after three years. That prayer, you likely hear yes, because yes, you, all, all you want in your head is yes. So, it means from the beginning of the friendship, when you start seeing signs of this friendship is going somewhere, you're going to start praying about that, God, this thing I'm doing, should I move on or continue? Is this, is this thing tears in future? Am I planning my future things right now? Will it work? Is this it for me? Is this right? Do you understand? You're a spiritual man, so you make spiritual choices. Kaya. Christ says, my judgment is true because I don't judge with what I see. Kaya. So it's not judging what he can see with his eyes. So his judgment is true. Do you understand this? He's not judging life by the things he sees. So his judgment is sound. Is judging from truth, from headquarters. Is judging from a perspective that sees everything. So, how are you making your life's choices? How are you making your life's choices? Are you guessing through life? Are you guessing through life? Are you wasting time on things that God did not send you? Are you wasting time on places that God does not want you there? Are you blowing time with people in your life that are dating and God is saying, you are just enjoying yourself in this? Do you understand? If you are not sure, it means you are not likely to be there. Go and pray. If you have that, that inner tussle, that, that inner tug of war, ha, 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 that is HQ giving you warning. Warning. Go, my friend, and go and pray. Pray till you are either sure that you should go further or go back. Don't just manage through life. Manage through life that conviction. Tears. Alright? In relationship, some people can be very good, but they are not good for you. They are bad for you. Why? You have different callings that cannot merge. You have different purpose, different paths that should not merge. That if it manages, there'll be, there'll be too much compromise. Someone so, so will live unhappy. Someone will be unhappy in the compromise. 
So why not pray so that at least you are led to whose, whose goals and callings and purpose will fit well with yours? Do you understand? That is a good boy. It doesn't mean he's your good boy. Glory to God. Luke 6, 12 to 16. Luke 6, 12 to 16. One of those days, Jesus went to Manasseh to pray. Again. Verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went to Manasseh to pray and spent the night praying to God. So he went to Manasseh to pray and spent the night praying to God. You see that? Again, verse 12. One of those days, he went to Manasseh to pray and he spent the entire night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples together and chose 12 of them, who was also called apostles. So, he prayed all night, and in the morning, called people together and chose 12, 12 disciples and apostles. Look at that. He went to the mountainside, prayed all night, woke up in the morning, and chose his 12 apostles. He went up to the mountainside where he was alone and could talk to God as in, without disturbance. And he prayed there. He was there all night. And he got up in the morning to choose his 12. So it meant that while he was at the mountain, he was praying for clarity of the 12 to choose. And he prayed all night. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't rush the prayer. So it wasn't a rush prayer that God showed me what to do. Amen, amen, amen. Roka, pa, 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 amen, and you're gone. He spent all night to pray and in the morning chose his 12 apostles. Why? Those apostles are super important. The important things need more clarity, much more clarity. So he spent all night to get clarity and chose his 12. Do you know the problem that would have happened if he chose wrongly in the 12? Do you understand? So, if Christ needed to pray to have clarity, you need to pray also. If Christ needed to pray to get results, you also need to pray to get results. If Christ needed to pray overnight to get clarity, you, you also need to pray for extended times, sometimes to get clarity. Some will say, I pray, I, I, I didn't anything. What did you pray? How did you pray? How did you pray? How did you pray the prayer? How did you pray? How did you pray it? How? Just pray some flimsy prayer and say, ah, I didn't hear God. Okay? When you are serious, you will stay there. You will keep asking for clarity until you know, you will know in your heart that yes, okay, this is what to do. Do you understand? So if Jesus, Jesus, I had to pray overnight. That's like, let's say, let's say six hours, right? How much more you? Can you build your life on this half, this half-hearted Christian, Christian work? Where you just pray every day, five minutes, you are done. You cannot build your life on, on, on snacks. You have got to find time where you have to go and deal with issues before God. And this issue, we must have clarity. 
Do you understand? I must find time to go before God to solve specific problems. That God, this issue, me and you, we are doing this, this night, we are doing vigil over this thing. Until I hear what to do, I will be here. What if it takes a few days? Today, pray for two hours. And you didn't have clarity. Tomorrow, you get two hours. Yes. You keep going until you know what to do. You will know in your Noah and I've heard God. And you, you will know in a way that nobody can shake you off it again. Yeah, you know, this one, nobody can shake me off it. This one, I heard God. Do you understand? Jesus, again, Jesus, Son of God, fully God, fully man, on the earth, prayed overnight to choose his 12. Jesus prayed overnight. But you pray one hour and say, ah, one hour is too much. How will you get results? How? How will you get results? So you have got to develop an active prayer life. There are issues that require extended prayer. For example, marriage. 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 You want to marry, you don't pray. Disaster. You want to say career. You don't pray about it. Or you pray some flimsy prayer and say, I am afraid. I know what to do. Are you sure? Are you sure? The important things requires clarity, precision, detail, detail. Accuracy matters. Precision matters. Accuracy matters. Precision matters. Again, accuracy matters. Precision matters. One more time. Accuracy matters. Precision matters. Again, accuracy matters. Precision matters. And we get this accuracy, this level of details in the place of prayer. Your marriage your career, your ministry. Do you know people are so funny? You want to travel abroad based on a whimsy, a, 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 a flimsy feeling? Ah, traveling abroad. Ha! Just, tra- just travel abroad. Relocate. Just relocate abroad. Eh? You, you, you made your life. You, made, you own your own life. Those things require much more precision. See, you can, you can choose between a LG or or Benetton TV, LG or Samsung TV. It's not a big deal. If it's possible, it's buy, buy a new TV. Have you? It's not a big deal. It's because you maybe two hundred k to replace. If you buy a bigger phone, okay, those are not those are good, right? But you will not die on those phones, right? It, it, it will not. It will not waste your time per se. But if you want to change career. You are doing. I can just do anything I want. Do you want to? Don't afford wasting time. You don't choose who you date. You're not choosing date like, like, like I'm choosing bread to buy in the supermarket. I like him, but he's not. You know, the way we do bread. Bread is not brown enough. It's not brown. It's not soft. You know? You don't choose man. Say, ah, it's not tall enough. It's not dark enough. You know? You're choosing mommy like bread. <laughs> Precision matters. Accuracy matters. Precision matters. Accuracy matters on the on the big deals, on the big decisions. Precision matters. Accuracy matters. Precision matters. Accuracy matters. 
precision matters. Accuracy matters. See, when you are led by God, even in the dark valleys, you have that confidence that on this issue, the Lord is with me. On this, I am not alone. If you marry and you don't go there with God said, you'll be there thinking, Abi, I made a mistake. Because in life, things happen. Things happen. I'll be like, ah, take on shake you know, what you should by. But if you, even if you know God's God, you, you know you hate God, even when it is dark, you have that feeling of, even in this, God is with me, will come out of this. You don't have to guess your way life, your way through life. We are not called to just wing it. Just go with the flow. You know, just go with the flow. I just, I'm a cool guy. I just go with the flow. We pray and receive direction. We pray until direction is clear. We pray till we know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, with whom to do it. Sometimes we pray to the point where we have inner peace. That inner, that Bible says in Philippians 4, that don't worry about anything. You, you do, we pray as publication, take a request to God. I said the peace of God, the pastor of God, mind. And this is what it means. And we pray to the point where the peace of God guides our heart and mind. That you, know, you go from worry to complete peace. Why? You have dealt with the issue in prayer. You know what to do. There is now rest. So until there is rest, you don't stop. Until there is rest, you don't stop. Until there is rest, you don't. This is how to pray and get results. This is how to pray and not faint. You keep going until there is rest. That what I say, guys. This is what God is saying. Because you know, it's no longer, it's no longer, it's not half asked. It's not enough half asked. You know, information. It's not the full chest. Oh, guy, this is what God is saying. This confidence, full boldness. Why you have spent time, you have clarity, you have heard God. We must all cultivate these things. Some of us are so daring, so bold, that we just dare things. It's good, though, but you can also waste your time. Take that, 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 that boldness to God in prayer. Let, let him give you direction. So you can, even, so you can come out with, with boldness plus clarity. Glory to God. It's, it's usually very good. All right? To invest time in prayer before you need to do so. Let me, let me explain. Don't wait for this urgent to pray. For example, as I said earlier, you've been this guy for three years. You're not waiting for him to propose before you say, I'll go and pray about it. By then, it's too urgent. It'll take a lot more, a lot, a lot, 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 lot more to get clarity. Why? You have already been, your bias has full. Okay? It is best to do so before, before it is too urgent, before you are too emotionally attached to the situation. Where you can easily detach and hear God clearly. People make this mistake. They say, eh, I'm, I'm not marrying next year. Let's just keep going. So you want to blow one year on the wrong person. You want to blow two years on the wrong person. And the longer it takes, the more it's hard to say, God said we should not do this. You look like, you look like a bad person. So wisdom is don't wait till it is urgent before you get clarity. So start from the very beginning to ask God questions. This thing, no, should I be in it? 
while you are in school, pray for your career. Lord, my NYC year, where will I do it? This is where I want. You deal with those things early in prayer. Don't wait till it's urgent. Lord, my purpose, your plans for my life. Don't wait till, you are, till, 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 till it's too urgent. Make choices. Start praying about things ahead of time. What does this mean? You might say, eh, I'm, I'm too young to date. It's good, right? Start praying about, about your family ahead of time. Let God begin to show you, you know, the kind of person you marry. Let there be clarity. So, when you see, when you see people, you're you you already doing, like, can never be, can never be, because why? God has given you a good idea of who you marry. Even though you are young, you are still 20. Not, but in your heart, you, you have an idea of the kind of person you marry. So, you're not, you're not, you're not trying to, to be everybody's you know, potential date. You already know where you are going to. It's to have clarity ahead of time. Do you understand this? Okay, don't wait till it's urgent. When it's urgent, it's more difficult to get clarity. Why? We have our bias and emotional attachments. When we pray from a place of rest, clarity is quick. That's what I mean. When the issue is not yet urgent, when the issue is not pressing, clarity is quicker. 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 All right. And also, if you want direction from God, don't go to God with a bias. Biases make clarity hard to get. They color your perception. So, so when you go to God, go with humility and um, submission before God. Let him know, God, I will do whatever you say. Sometimes, you know, we need to actually pray very well to get, get that point of full submission. Prayer helps us to submit to God's will. So the more you pray about it, the more you get to a point where your mind becomes open to hear what God will say. Then clarity comes. It is not God that holds back on giving us direction. It is us usually that, thing that let our biases you know, to block our reception. Okay? So, go before God in everything. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. As this blessed you. Let's give him thanks this evening. Oh, give him thanks this evening. Now begin to commit your life into his hands afresh. Now repent of those times where you ran on your own agenda. Repent of it. We wanted to do this. We wanted to repent of this. Where we took steps, knowing God did not send us there. Repent of how you've planned your life all by yourself. All your I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. I will, that had no direction in it, that had no God's voice in it. Repent of it. Repent of it and decide before right now that I will follow you. You own me, oh God, I will follow you. I will do your bidding. I will do your bidding. I will do your bidding. I will follow you from now to the end of time. Lord, you're my shepherd. You lead me. You lead me. I commit all my ways before you so that you direct my path. Lord, I refuse going forward to lean on my own understanding. But rather, in all my ways, I will acknowledge you so you can direct my path. I will put every goal, every thought, every plan before you. And I will take your will. I choose, oh God, to be fully dependent on you. I choose to be fully dependent on you. 
I choose to be fully dependent on you. I choose to tarry in the place of prayer till I hear what you are saying clearly. I choose to tarry in the place of prayer till I hear what you are saying clearly. The Bible says in Zechariah, Zechariah, it says, I will set myself upon the watch and I will see what the Lord will say to me, Abba and what I will answer when he when calls. And God said, Write the vision, make it plain, that it may run that. So, so we so begin to tell God that, Lord, I will stand upon my water. I will tarry in prayer to see what you will say to me. And when you say, I will take notes. I will, I will write the vision and I will make it plain so that I can run with it. I will run on your vision. I will run on your plans for my life. My life is yours. My life is yours. My life is not my own. I give myself to you, O God. Oh, I will do your bidding. I will do your will. I will stay in, in prayer to receive direction, to receive direction, to, to know exactly what to do. I'll be wise enough to, 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 to make sure I get accuracy and precision for the, for the delicate matters. In marriage, in career, and things like that, I will even be wiser, much more, to give more time to prayer to receive clarity. I will not guess through life. I won't just wing it through life, hoping things will be fine. But I will settle things in prayer. Oh, glory to God. Come on, talk to God. Let go, do Risto brodo go si keli predegesa tile iriakuza matish te guza retioko si kavrane epra iso pradiakaya ireusa makizia eleko suze i keria te gesa i pradiako riko supre gidiga i dagani gidiaka erusta priaka prago sepre eleke eroko sia giriaka ekuza prada eneki akuza pradiaka erukastia lekuza inaka erioko reatuza masitege de erustaga pradigiza tina elokosus epraliata gaza matila pralakadiza epradizelio sudege tishtegiri ekruza pragi esuza matilia tigasi taliki ategi ekusa priya dinaka siako ekusa Matele, Leznaka, Iriakuza, Prade, Gesinako, Epruza, Keleke, Karaka, Riaka, Riaka, Shati, Kania, Padaga, Eruza, Perege, Ledeganasus, Meluzi, Prali, Esuza, Pradi, Daikanosus, Masita, Pradi, Esuza, Matila, Pralagatala, Dagastosa. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is wisdom. This is wisdom to follow me closely. This is wisdom. This is wisdom to follow me closely. This is wisdom to let me direct your steps. This is wisdom to commit your ways before me and allow me direct your path. This is wisdom. This is wisdom to allow me direct your path. Father, as a church, as your children this evening, we commit ourselves to this wisdom to acknowledge you in all our ways, to not lean on our own understanding, in all our ways to acknowledge you, 
so he can direct our paths. Tonight, afresh, we commit ourselves to follow you as a sheep follows the shepherd. In the name of Jesus, we commit ourselves to diligently search in prayer for the right steps to take. In the name of Jesus. That we'll pray until we get precision and accuracy. In the name of Jesus. That begin to live saying, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. In the name of Jesus. Anybody watching online right now, watching me, from, watching, watching me on YouTube, watching on YouTube, or listening you know, via any audio platform, you are not born again. Only God's children are led by God's Spirit. Only God's children are a sheep. Okay? It says, my sheep hear my voice. Only a sheep can hear his voice. So for you to be led by God, to make sound choices in this wicked world, you need to become his child. How do you do this? You must know that all sin in Adam, you know, we all sinned, you know, as individuals as, and collectively, we have all sinned. We have made mistakes. But Christ came to pay the price for our sins so that our iniquities and shortcomings have been put on Christ. What does this mean? That the, the, your, your, your punishment for sin, the head should go to and all that has been put on Christ. So all you need to do to, to receive this salvation, to become a child of God, is to accept Christ and the price he paid for you. So Christ died for you. He was buried, but he, he rose up again to give you a brand new life. So the moment you believe this in your heart and confess your mouth that Christ is Lord over your life, you are saved. Do you understand? So say after me, Lord Jesus, today, I believe you died for me. You paid the price for my sins. You died. You were buried. And you rose again to give me a brand new life. A new life free of sin. And free of sin's consequences. A new life as a child of God. Lord, today I believe this. And I affirm this to be true over my life. Today I declare you as my Lord and Savior. Today I am born again. I am now your sheep and you are my shepherd. Hallelujah. If you have done this, you are born again. So help us to know you to, so we can talk with you and help you on this journey. Send us a mail to info at thisgreenchurch.org. Info at thisgreenchurch.org. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.